Hello and welcome to the Phil Sinclair Investigates podcast. Today I have Charlene Kemp and Amy from Paranormal Hauntings. Um, I'll start with you, Charlene. Can you just give a little uh, explanation about yourself and who you are and what you do? So I'm Charlene. I'm founder of Paranormal Hauntings. I'm researcher, investigator, blogger, you name it. <laughs> a bit of everything. <laughs> and, uh, and Amy, and you? I'm just uh, Charlene's henchman. Right. right, we'll just have that then. Well, this She's my right hand man. That's who Amy is. Right. No, I'm sure. I'm sure you're more important than that. I'm sure you're. I'm sure you're a vital part of the team. I'm sure she you're, the, you're the heartbeat of it. Um, so I've invited you on today because I know you've had experience with the God Helmet, and I'm just wanting to know, as a person who's not quite sure what it is and what it aims to do and if you could just tell me what it is i the reason what sparked this um conversation today is i watched a tv show called ancient aliens um the other day and there was a guy the episode was about cults and this one particular cult leader when he got arrested they, they found a god helmet and basically he said that he was using the god helmet because he thought he could read people's minds with it and if he could read people's minds he could take over the world and that was his aim so can one of you just give a little brief explanation to what for what the god helmet is we've sussed us out phil because we plan on taking over the world <laughs> right is that the idea yeah. Well, <laughs> and how was that working for you? Is it going well? Well, I'll let Amy explain because Amy introduced the helmet. Well, she introduced the idea of the helmet to me. She'd she'd seen it, um, and I'd looked into it more. So I'll let Amy explain exactly what it is and where she found it, and then we'll go on from there. Yeah. Yeah. Try that. Yeah. Uh, well, it was a long time ago. Um, I was watching a paranormal investigation show with Ryan Buell. Um, mm-hmm. I think I can remember the name. Paranormal State, was it? That's it. It was my favourite thing. And they were using something called the Shakti helmet. Um, well, they called it the Shakti helmet. Um, and I looked a little bit more into it. And it, and it, it you know, became the idea of the God's helmet. And... Uh, it was quite an obsess, an obsession for me for a while. I was saying to readers, we need to do this, we need to try and get one. Um, and what it is, it looks a tiny bit strange. It's, it's basically a bicycle helmet, well, ours is. Uh, Charlene um, had ours made. We did try and get one um, from, I don't know, the, the manufacturer of them. Um, but he didn't want to sell us one because they are quite hard to get hold of. Um, so Charlene had ours made, and it's a bicycle helmet. Um, I've um, I've I've seen I've done a little bit of research for this a little bit, and um, basically um, I've seen one made out of a bike, uh, bicycle motorcycle helmet, a builder's helmet. Anything, I suppose. Anything what can get on your head, basically. Yeah, because it's not the helmet that's actually the the feature, it's the coils inside it. Uh, so there's eight coils, four on each side. First, you stimulate the left-hand side for about five minutes just to get things rolling, and then you go on to the right-hand side. Um, there is a video on our page demonstrating, uh, you know, the God's helmet and how it works. Um but it basically emits the MF. Yeah, impulses, short pulses into the brain. Um, and it sounds... Only mildly, though. Only, yeah, yeah, only mildly. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds rather dangerous, but it actually isn't. You get more from using a mobile phone. Yeah. Um, so it stimulates, said to stimulate the pineal gland, which is... 
supposedly part of the brain helps with paranormal experiences. So it's apparently it opens you up. It stimulates the left lobe and it stimulates the right lobe. And what it is, is, is they're supposed to be, uh, I mean, because the person that originally had it was um, Stanley Korean and Michael Persinger, wasn't it? Uh-huh. And um, Stanley Korean, he was the inventor of it, but uh, Michael Persinger was a neuroscientist. Uh-huh. And he believed, they both believed that if they stimulated the left, it kind of helped with communication with the right side of the brain. And so then you've got the gland in which it passes through, if you like, and it stimulates it as they pass it through. Mm-hmm. So that is, 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 it's like that into amen. Cause it's very yeah. hard to explain to people. It when is. <laughs> I always forget like little bits that, that because you've got, there's so much with it mm-hmm. that you can talk about Mm-hmm. I always forget a little bit, so we sort of like help each other out with that. <laughs> Would you say that it is, you know, simulates a a real paranormal experience, or um, you know, like or a simulation of paranormal experience? So, like, basically, that's putting an experience into your brain. So to explain. It, so, it, 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 the theory it, is is that it triggers a spiritual experience right. that that was what michael Persinger and stanley korean believed and and they actually tried this on 2000 participants in a study and 80% of their participants experienced something with it so that could um, be it could be ufo experienced angel experiences uh, god experience something otherworldly was happening uh but we wanted to um because i had kind of the idea to mix it with the gansfeld experiment mm-hmm. so we take away the senses whilst the helmet's on um and Basically, it's a double whammy because they both said to induce paranormal experience. So we just thought, let's whack them together, see what happens. And we are thinking of different ways to do it in the field of investigating because we're basically trying to prove that it's a good tool to have for an investigator to get to the root of a haunting, a story or, or the history of a location. So this is why we like to take people um blindfolded in the car and not just our own team we, we we like participants from other teams or other people willing to have a go of it because what we didn't want is we didn't want to say oh look we've got this new piece of equipment oh let's put it on a red oh we're getting oh god you know we're no. experiencing this and experiencing that because people black mm, all right so what we wanted to do try it on various different people for them to then give their honest opinion on what they thought was happening, what you know, what happened to them at the time, and just give it honestly. If nothing happened, nothing happened. If it did, it did. I mean, I was quite skeptical at the time of getting it, and just I said, you know, if nobody experiences anything with it, we'll give it a good enough run, and we'll see how it goes, and, and then we'll we'll write about it and and say it how it is. We don't think it works, didn't we? Yeah, we did. It it was always meant to be a long term research project we was going to do it over um not a set period of time obviously with covid and everything got it all got sort of put on the cods wash so uh we wanted to um try it in various different locations mixing little bits with it we're always thinking of different ways to use it uh, different ways to sort of induce an experience or take something away. You know, I, you just we just want to play about with it. But I must say, I wasn't sceptical about it. I was, very, I was very like, you know, very excited. And the first, the first investigation we did with it, um, I was like, wow, maybe this does work. And then the second one, I think, it was with Simon, wasn't it? Well, basically, what we did is when we had it, we had a mythology with it as well. 
Mm-hmm. So what we what we wanted to do is take someone into a location where they don't know the history, they don't know the haunting. Sometimes that's blindfolded from the car. They're in the back of my car blindfolded all the way to the location. We've not given anything away about anything, have we? No. Plant them in a room or in the location, switch it on and see what they get and see if they get, they pick up on or see or experience things that is rumoured to haunt there or is rumoured to happen there or things that may have been seen there. We wanted to make the connections to from the helmet to the location and when we, we needed that to be kind of blind to the person participating in that, didn't we? Yeah, we do. That, that's kind of the key thing because if they don't know where they are, then how can they get the haunting? Bang on, just like that. You know, it's got to be... Um, the anonymous where they can't they can't know you know they can't know a little bit so so what we did for the first time is is Simon wasn't blindfolded for the first time but he didn't he didn't really know anything history wise about the location he didn't know any of the hauntings the hauntings weren't really put out there on what people have seen and stuff there um and we put it on him, and we had things happen, didn't we? And he had things coming through to him. So it was interesting. But what, what happened next is we wondered how we could advance on that. So we blindfolded him in the car. We didn't know where he was going. And we took him to Wombwell Woods. Mm-hmm. Walked him through, still didn't know where we were going. Planted him down on a chair. And... Um, seen what he what he said you know and what what and the first thing he said which just absolutely floored me was that he could see a man like guy fawkes in a cape like an assassin that is the main haunting in us wasn't it the guy absolutely floored i was so excited behind behind (laughs) the next breath he's saying there's witches, one, one said, and there's rituals. And I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, anybody that I didn't have seen him in the car and, and trust Simon would have thought we'd have been making it up, wouldn't they? You know. Those are, and, and those are, so people that's listening, what, wondering what Woonwell Woods are, basically the notorious woodland, which is supposed to be haunted. And it's it has had a history of witchcraft and... A guy, some guy Fawkes character running around. We're not saying it is Guy Fawkes, but he's in that kind of dress. He, he looks, well, he's describing as looking like Assassin Creed Guy Fawkes, just from yeah. the, the, like the white face and the, you know, the anonymous. Stood, stood over a fire as well, I believe. Yeah. He said he was stood over a fire. He could see like the, the I don't know, the bin of the bucket of fire. <laughs> Underneath him, yeah. So we saw that. But yeah. the main thing that seen this bloke, yeah, at, at has said he resembled what looked like they they've just described him that he looked like Guy Fawkes, which is what what Simon said. You know that he looked like not that he wants there, but yeah, how he looked. Um, so we were just flawed, weren't we? Really. He also, he didn't say it in the live, but he said it in the car on the way back and Charlene could have hit him. Because <laughs> he said something about aliens as well, didn't he? UFOs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It goes, I, I weren't going to say that because I felt rage after. That's why he said We were like, oh my God, you should have said it. But, yeah, it was brilliant. And I can't have, has anyone had a negative experience from it? You know, like it's affected them, it's like it's made them ill or... Had a migraine from it, or you know, yes. headaches. Headaches. So that, that is like one of the uh, you know the well, symptoms. I mean, the, there is there wasn't no side effects listed as being from it, other than you can become addicted to it. <laughs> so, so it becomes like a drug, basically. You want more and more of it because yeah. it. You want more of this sensation. You want more of this. I suppose it's giving you if you if 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 the helmet's giving you a psychic ability. I suppose you do would want to like I want to use this more. What what could I do more with it? 
the thing is, is it don't just give you the ability to like kind of see if you like, because this is only a matter, you know, it's only as like as if you're imagining it in your head. Yeah. You know, you know, you, well, some people have physically seen things in front of them. Some people have. And you, when you watch some of the videos, you see people looking around because we put ping pong balls on the eyes, you know. Mm-hmm. And some people have, have seen things and not just, you know, in the mind. It's not just that, though, but a lot of people at the 20-minute mark actually feel like someone's touching them. Yeah. And this is a known known thing with the experiment that around the twenty minute mark, um, people do tend to report being touched, feeling like there's walking next to them, and these are very very physical things. I mean, I've had a go myself with it, and I can honestly say it is physical. I was swinging; I felt like I was just swinging and sat there like sort of swaying and you went am I swaying I was like slightly (laughs) but Um, the Adam was the one that that because we started um measuring the heart rate didn't we uh we thought we wanted to to measure the heart rate just to check because if somebody's having a genuine experience the heart rate is going to show this well it's the pulse rate sorry um so Adam was uh, we were in Antwerp mansion and he had the helmet on um and his heart rate shot up what number was it was it 120 uh it, yeah it went to like he, he was very relaxed he's a very healthy person so from from somebody from him you'd expect an heart rate of, of 60 and a bit below maybe and, and that's what he was when he put it on and then you'd expect a slight increase in heart rate as you put the uh, white noise on because that can higher heighten the uh, pulse rate. But then what happened is he was quite chilled, quite relaxed, and he actually felt someone blow on him. And Mm -hmm. his heart rate went from, like, probably 70-odd to, like, 120-odd. Yeah, and he was like... generally scared. He was getting paranoid that no one was in the room with him. He was generally really getting scared. Um, to the point where I said, I'm going to have to take him off and see if he's okay. Which we didn't expect Adam to be like that. Because anyone that knows Adam, Adam from Eden Realm, check him out. Um, he's quite a logical investigator. He's quite sceptical investigator. You know, he's willing to try anything, give it a go at least once. And I didn't really expect him to experience much. And his was quite interesting in what he did. Because, mm. like I say, he physically felt a lady, what he described as a lady, blow on the back of his neck. He actually and thought it was either me or Charlene. He, 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 yeah, yeah, I thought that we were like stood behind him or and and blowing on him. Um, yeah. so, I suppose yeah. what would be a good thing with that is is sitting somebody down with the helmet on, have it on, and then give them an, a pen and paper to kind of like draw what they're seeing. Mm. You know, like you know, seeing if they can sketch what they're actually seeing. Mm. It's, That's a good idea. It is a good idea. I mean, we like doing these chats on it because we do get ideas. We do, yeah. Come coming our way with it, so we we do like to do chats on it because we're we're fairly open to how we want to go with it um, and what we want to do with it. And and every time everyone's talked to us, they give us a bit more to try out, haven't they? Um, yeah. But yeah, that would be a really really good idea, Phil. If I mean, I mean, if did you say that eighty percent of people tried it have had some kind of experience? This is well, when that when was the statistics. That was yeah. yeah. There's been there's been others trial replicas of it before, and they said that they didn't experience it anything. But then I have to wonder if if they'd got the stimulation right, if they was doing the experiment right. You know, how was they doing that and how many participants had they done it on? I mean, we've got to look at Piercinger and he'd done it on 2000s. That's a big chunk of people to try it on. And to say that 80% of the people experience something, that, that's, that's a lot, you know? Yeah, that um, is a lot. 
skepticals just think, you know, skeptical people just think that um, by just putting the helmet on itself can make people just come out with things. Um, that's one of the skeptical sides to it, like a psychological effect of having a device on your head. But that's um, exactly why we take them to a location they know nothing about. So nothing yeah. is suggested. Nothing at all is suggested. Yeah, they they said that there was a lot of suggestion in with 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 what Michael Persinger did, and and that's why so many people experience things. But we don't even really tell people what to expect. We just say you might experience something, you might not. Just, um, just tell what you feel, what you see, and what you hear. That's what we say. You know. Yeah. Um, so we're not giving any details on on the location, like you know what is supposed to be there and stuff like that. I think another investigation, because since we've come out of lockdown, we have done it two more times, and we we did a Victorian underground. Um, shopping marketplace oh yes yeah i know what you're talking about yeah in leeds and we, and we tried it on dad's um one of simon's friends and he actually came out with the name um and we we didn't know any of the names to be fair of of who we were supposed to because he wouldn't tell us would he who, who owned it he said yeah. i'll tell you for laughter so we said okay all right then so anyway, um, the the specific name he came out with was it Annabelle? Yes, it was. It was Annabelle. There was a surname. Well, anyway, when we came out, um, we spoke to the owner, and he went. There was an Annabelle that lived next door, and she Wonderful. died. Upstairs, weren't it? Yeah, and she died. Um, no, and her husband died because he'd seen her as a black widow, mm-hmm. um, and her husband died. And then she died shortly after, wasn't it? it and was, it kind yeah. of up a little bit, but not just that. The actual Gina then had a look at records, and it was an Annabelle. And I can't remember the second name off the top of my head, but and a, a lady named that a widow lived around the corner from the shopping place. So yeah, the Annabelle name, isn't a common name, is it really? No, but the second name as well. Yeah. It was the first and second name, and she was a widow, and she literally lived just round the corner. She would have used that shopping centre probably every day, you know, and, and I don't know if she'd had any connections down there or anything like that. But what is the coincidence of getting a first and last name of someone who lives round the corner during the Victorian age who was a widow as well? That shopping centre—it's basically frozen in time, isn't it? It's like yeah. it's just literally just how it was when it was in use. It's yeah. and which it's it still looks the same for the spirits, so they'll be more comfortable staying there because it's, it's never changed. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I think for us, that was quite groundbreaking to mm-hmm. find that out because, you yeah. know, for a first and second name and for them to be in, just live around the corner at one point during the Victorian age, it, it was just very, if, it was very, very coincidental and I don't always believe in coincidences, I think. No, there's, a, there's, there's coincidence and then there's... Too much. Yeah. That's the best part for me when you're paranormal investigating is when you get a name, what's relevant to the case, come through. Mm-hmm. And it's... And what, what are the chances of that coming through? It's, I mean, at the time, we didn't even know this information, like I say. Going there and investigating it, we didn't know that. It was only just because Gina looked it up mm-hmm. that, um, you know, we found that information out. And it was just, my light keeps going from there. You see that? Well, you are in the haunted shed. He's going blue and I don't know why. Can you see it or is it just me? It does keep uh, changing a little bit, but yeah, it might be my it's like it keeps dimming and coming back on. Are they fairy lights? 
Are they fairy lights? Yeah. No, well, no, they're not fairy lights. They're just retriever lights on, like on the end of the stems. I think it might. Not, it could. It could be that that's messing with the the focus. Yeah. I mean, anyway. you are in a highly active room, in you know, with what you're <laughs> in that room. So I've not shared. I haven't been in that shed for a long time. <laughs> What's the most haunted item in that shed? Oh, do you know what? In your opinion. It's got to be my Lizzie, my Lizzie doll, to be honest. No, I knew you were going to say that. You've got plenty more. Yeah, but she don't do much on lives, but it's it's always behind the scenes, and that's the typical haunting, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I would they're, see they're not, uh, don't do much on uh, command. The painting. Which one? Oh, love letters. No, the one with the witches. Oh, this one, I'll show you. Yeah, we've had some... I mean, we always seem to get prostitutes in Charlene's shed. All right. Like, it's not a painting. It's ever so weird. So it's, I was trying to figure it out. It's almost like it's scratched on, but it's yeah. not the substance to colour it. But we, I can't figure out what it is and what it's actually painted with. It's not but paint. It's a Can you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's coming off. We've had a couple of interesting sessions painted. Yeah. Yeah, Amy thinks that one. Yeah, well, <laughs> you, 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 don't, you don't know how old that painting is, who had it before. I mean, that painting might have gone through about four four generations, you don't know. Well, I definitely think it's old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's the burnt doll as well, and that little clown doll, the freaky one. <gasps> no, that doll, see what I mean? She's got loads. So I they keep what, what is it really actually a doll. This, this is my black mirror. The mirror. We like that. This, I think, is has got energy to it. Um, we've had some good. We've had some good things with that, haven't we? Yeah, mirrors. You know, like a gateway. So especially say. black mirrors, because this is a black mirror. Mm-hmm. It's actually made with obsidian. Yeah. So it's all it's all obsidian. So it's it's like carrying a piece of crystal around with you. And mm-hmm. even though obsidian's known as a protective crystal, we have actually had when we took it to the nunnery, the communication we had with that was actually quite dark, but then light, and then dark yeah. again, but then light. That, it was strange. And that was a true representation of what that kind of like black mirrors represent because a lot of priests used to use black mirrors to 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 communicate with with God to make sure that they was doing what they should and angels and things and then you've got the other side of it where people attach the you know the occult and black magic thing you know to it but that's because some people probably have over the years used a, a black mirror to summon and bring forth darker energies mm-hmm. so it has got the light and dark element with it and to be honest with you when we have worked with it it's kind of like represented that light and dark yeah it's, mm-hmm. it's balanced it's neither more one you know yeah. it's, it's balanced right, yeah it's so in in both of your opinions, do you think that the God Helmet is a you know a recommended tool to use within the paranormal? Would you highly recommend it? I so, think, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think if, it, if it's used correctly and yeah, I think you've got to know what you're doing with it. It can't just be for show because it's going to look ridiculous. No, you know. Um, You've got to do your research on it and you've got to do your methods in, in in how you construct your investigation with it so it don't seem stupid, to be honest. And, yeah, and I mean, kind of, there's no point in using it saying, I know everything about this, this uh, building, everything needs to know, but I'll try the helmet. It's not going to be a 
good well, experiment. We, we had, I think it was last year, we, we had a typical um, response, should I say. Somebody posted, well, somebody, there was a TV program who had a guard's helmet. And basically what he did, he put a, he put one on and he walked in a park and he went, I can see a load of ghosts and this is there. Yeah. He made an absolute mockery of it. And then what happened is a few people in the paranormal posted posts regarding his antics with with this uh, guard's helmet. Mm-hmm. And... Um, not like we took it personal, but we kind of was like, it "Don't we don't want you to make a mockery of, of, of a device that actually is would be very very good for research." He's making a mockery of it in how he's walking around and yeah. saying things. But yeah. you know, there is some of us here trying to prove that there could be something genuine with it. You know, so please don't knock it until you try it. You know. And then put it out there and said, do you guys want to try it? Which a few of them did say yes. So, you know. So it's the same with any any device or things though, isn't it? Some people will go out there and they do make it seem a bit silly to to the viewer that's looking in who might not know an awful lot of it. And it's, it's a shame because I do think it is a really, really interesting and good device. And obviously those that have tried it feel the same, you know. Um, So, well, let's be honest. Um, Facebook paranormal groups at the moment aren't doing the field of justice. And, and, well, some of them aren't. Um, And those others that actually do research and are trying different methods and to try and find something almost breakthrough, you know, not just go out doing the same thing all the time and regurgitate old stuff, find new things. Um, For that to be, we we were very careful in making sure that it didn't look like a gimmick. Yeah. That was our main concern, to be honest, that that we... We, we we introduced it and and we actually told our audience watching, you know, this is what it is. Please go go and and have a look at the research yourself. And then if you think it's stupid, then come back and tell us. You know, we'll be fine with that. You know, yeah. but please go out and please just just have a look and see if you can see why we are interested in it. And which, to be honest. You know, because we have a great audience watchers. We really, really do. Might be biased in that. I think they're all fantastic. They're all logical and they all, you know, we we don't try and make something or not. We, we're quite honest with them. And so go, go and have a look yourself and, and just see what you think would, you know, do you think it's interesting? And, you know, like I say, a lot of them did. They went went away. And they Googled, researched, watched things on it, and they was really, really interested in it. They really, really was. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I I agree uh, with uh, pushing the envelope with um, with paranormal, trying new things, new instead of doing the same old. You know, I've got an EMF meter. I've got a digital recorder, and. You know, we've seen that. We've seen we've seen that the uh, digital recorder is a great tool, and it's probably the number one tool you probably use. And then you'll probably have the spirit box as well. But just try all different things. I never, if somebody approached me and said, "Phil, I want to try this," I'd never go, "No, no, no, I'm not using that. That'd work." I'd be like, "Go, go ahead, use it, and you know, see if that works." And I'm, I'm very. You've got to be open-minded to trying everything, haven't you? You really, yeah, really have. Really. And not shoot an idea down, because that idea might seem silly, but actually, if you have a go at it, it might bring something to the table where you think, oh, my God, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and if not on a personal level, you know, but to the to the viewing audience as well, but sometimes it is more of a personal experience where you think yeah that's that's interesting sure is definitely um 
It's definitely an interesting experience. I mean, all, all tools are in the paranormal were ideas at one time. You know, somebody would, have gone, somebody would have gone, oh, let's see if it records a voice. Or somebody had, you know, of all, all experiments at the end of the day can some... Everything it. starts as theory. Mm -hmm. Everything starts as theory. It's, it's, it's sticking to an idea and developing on it. And if one thing doesn't work, don't just give up on it. Try something different, you know. Um, and that's that's what we're doing. We're trying all different avenues and seeing what they throw up. If it throws up the same type of experiences the Gansfeld God's Helmet does, or if something different thrown into the mix will create a different sort of experience, you know. But it just makes it so the options are are endless and it's exciting. I find it really exciting. And like I say, I mean, we're not trying to prove it does work because we went into it, we went into it quite willing to say it don't, you know. So it's not like we've got it and we're trying to produce it and sell it out there to people, you know. It's it's not nothing like that. It was a device that we wanted to try, we wanted to experiment with see what results we got and put it out there. And that's literally what what we're trying to do, you know. Um, well, it's research. You're paranormal researchers. That's what you're doing. You're researching. You're trying things differently. Mm. You know, it's there's, there's two things within paranormal. You're either a researcher or you're an entertainer. And that's my opinion, you know. But sometimes you get tarred with the same brush because you try the same methods. And that's mm -hmm. unfortunate, but that happens. <laughs> yeah, it's like I I love Zach Bagans. I think he's absolutely brilliant. But, <laughs> but the guy's an entertainer as well. You know? <laughs> yeah. you know, he knows exactly what he's doing. He knows exactly. Yeah. But but deep down, he I know genuinely he means well and he mm. he just kind of gets a little bit excited. <laughs> There's two sides to him, isn't there? There's the entertainer, Zach Bagans, and then there is the actual research. He does, he does, you know, he collects haunted items and, and oddities. Oh, some of those items, he's, he's got spent all them items and things yeah. like that. Must he be bought an entire house and then just demolished it. You know, if, if he wasn't yeah. actually interested in the paranormal, what do you do with that? You know, no. I do think he's genuine. It's just that. Ghost Adventures and Zach Bagans are two different, they're polar opposites. Well, That's Ghost Adventures I mean. has got a production team and they've got ratings and they've got, and if Zach Bagans keeps doing the show and they're finding nothing each week, people are going to turn off mm. and, and the ratings are going to go because they're not getting the entertainment they want for it. So I do think he knows how to turn that dial when he it's does. needed. But that's not, but that's that's just my opinion. But I do think that he is he is a genuine. I, I think he has got a genuine passion for the paranormal. I do as well. I, I do. I can see that. I can see you know, like you say, I mean, he would buy a house and knock it down. I mean, yeah. it, it lost thousands on that. Yeah, yeah. And he's just bought, you know, he's just he's bought loads there for like thousands and thousands of pounds. If it was just about money for him. I don't think he would have done that. He's more than he's made. Not more than he's made, but he's he spent a lot more than what he made. Yeah. yeah. And that, yeah, that does demonstrate passion. Just yeah. the shame. It's shame he's apt to go into the an edge into the entertainment thing. But like you say, production teams sometimes I mean, like, watch Ghost Adventures and I'm fully entertained by it. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm I, not I quite like sure what he's finding is legitimate, but it's entertaining and I like, I, you know. We've it's actually got some ideas from them, haven't we, Charlotte? Eh? We've got some ideas from them, from Ghost from... Adventures Quarantine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one, when they were in his museum and... He were opening yeah. the box up, the Dibbit box. and the portal uh, thing. He, he did it. Yeah. No, he didn't. Yeah. Oh, he did a portal thing, didn't he? Yeah. But they were trying to get one made. <laughs> yeah. 
Do you remember? Yeah, I wonder what this does. Now, like, I think it goes a little bit deeper than just buying the pores. Because I did see um, Billy and Bill Chapel working quite hard at getting the connect, getting getting it connected. And it seems a bit harder than than it actually appears. But we we were like, we want one. How can we get one? Yeah. Charlene was a little bit like, I need to buy one. <laughs> I need to get one. The, the, the person spoke to about it was like, oh, yeah, I need to make that as well. Like, because they put the intention into the machine on it and then manifested this as something through electricity, wasn't it, or something or another? Well, wasn't the, didn't the woman that had it, didn't she um, say that she was communicating with the devil or demons or something like that? Mm-hmm. And she was right. She wrote it all down. And I need to get my hands on that diary. She wrote everything down that she'd experienced. But um, apparently she went mad because she she was literally in it all day, every day. It wasn't just... That's the kind of effect the God's helmet can have on you as well. Yeah. It make you addicted. Yeah, I think Simon gets quite upset when somebody else wears it. It does. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like, I want to do it. <laughs> yeah, but it brings back to us earlier conversation now, like it can. The thing it is, is an addiction is like you said, if, is like you said before, it's an addictive experience. If you're experiencing something with something, then you want more from it. Mm-hmm. And you know it's genuine then when people do want more from it because you know that they've had an experience with it. Given somebody um, an experience they've never had before. Yeah, you know, and they like it. It's just the yeah. same with uh, with you know drugs. They want the drugs to give them an experience, the experience what they can't get, you know, normally. It, it does it's actually like have a similar effect to hallucinogenics. Mm-hmm. It's it's a, it's not the same, but it's it's similar. Um, and if, if they didn't they treat depression with it as well. They they tried they to do, yeah. and it's the same with. Um, it must be a euphoric state. It must be a mild. To... It sends you into like a trance-like yeah, yeah, mode, yeah. if you like, where mm-hmm. it relaxes you. And mm-hmm. um, and this is why they, they had used it on people with depression. And even now, that there's still studies of um, using different coils to, for different mental health issues to see mm-hmm. if it can balance it out a little bit. And that's still ongoing. So in the future, who knows what might it come up? It might be an actual medical treatment, you know. It might be. It might be. And then it might not seem so silly. <laughs> no. Once they've got some oh, underlying... Oh, that laughing now? <laughs> <laughs> no, it could... Um... Like you say, I mean, it could it could be on NHS before we know it, you know? Mm, it could be a treatment. treatment. Mm. You know, if, if everyone's saying they've got a positive experience from it and... It would yeah, just be nice if science and the paranormal was a little bit... That bridge was... Gap, uh, the gap in that bridge was narrowed a little bit, so... You know, science, not just science, uh, the paranormal, science, psychology and the paranormal, if that could all work together, they could, you know, some amazing things could be could be found out. You know, the brain is one of the most unknown parts of the body. They know, they know how it works, but they still, don't know um, how it works. On the, um, they're still... Barack Obama, a few years back when he was a president, he funded a whole research project into the human brain. Mm-hmm. He said what we know about the human brain is, is what is minimum. Literally Time minimum. fraction. Yeah. They still don't know what the human brain... I mean, they've got an idea of what the human brain does and they kind of know what how it functions, but everybody's brain is different and works differently. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. Um, I mean, someone who's got a psychic ability, ability, will they? Will their brain work differently? To apparently so. Apparently, they use a different area of the brain. They do. 
this is why I want to because eventually I would like to um because I was saying to Charlene when I when I sort of presented the idea I, I said I'd love to measure you know the the electrical impulses on where exactly the synapses are firing in the brain to see where these experiences are coming from so if it's always a specific area of the brain, that's probably the part of the brain that shuts off after a certain age, like five-year-old, six-year-old maybe, you know, the, the part, the psychic part of us that we learn to forget because we don't need it, you know. So that was the whole, that, I'd yeah. love to he did look at the alpha and beta waves and he did do that and yeah. say that it did prove that you know uh, they was experiencing something in the brain at that point we've not got to that point because one of the machine costs about 600 quid but mm-hmm. i did say <laughs> At some point, if the research proved interesting enough, I would be prepared to pay that out to get one, so that that could be in, implemented in the in the experiment, didn't I? You know, yeah. I didn't want to get the old thing and use it, and then not find that it didn't work. So that was has been a part that we've wanted to do, so we can look at the be- better. And uh, is it better, alpha and beta? Alpha and beta. There are, there are there are quite a few different waves mm. that you can look at that that are quite interesting. But uh, yeah, the, the alpha and beta are, are the ones that were originally looked at. Mm. So that's that's another another thing we could eventually use alongside it because you just put that under the helmet so that measures it and it measures it on a you download the software on, onto your computer and it shows you what's going on yeah you should uh, you should try it like a thermal have you got a thermal camera or anything like that film images yeah we do get one of those on the person and just to see if there's any like parts of the body what kind of like get cold or warm up or anything, or you know, if the head mm-hmm. gets warmer. But what what we did do is we scattered equipment round. So like Simon would say he felt something walk past his feet and it was cold. And then yeah. the temperature went off. I mean, I've always been a bit yeah. skeptical about the temperature meters because a slight draft they can go off and you think, oh, it's yeah. just a draft. But since we were doing that, and Simon had said that, oh, something's just gone past my right leg, and then then that meter would go off, and it was like, oh, okay, you know, it it was it was strange, and it wasn't just a drop. He was saying it was a physical thing he was seeing, you know. Yeah. It was supported. Whatever he was saying was supported. Like if something moved, like he said, because Simon's very good at telling us what's going on and what he's seeing and where. So he gives us directions. And, and so it helps, like as Charlie said, with the equipment that's on the floor. We have had moments where he said, oh, it's on my left-hand side and then the, the REM pod's gone off. Or, you know, I know people take the mick out of flashy balls, but... I think there's no harm in having them out though, is there? You know, just no, to, exactly. to, they're sensitive balls, you know, they're touch sensitive. So, well, yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, it's, you just got to throw everything at it, haven't you? Really, just got to yeah. whatever you've got in your disposal, just use it and put it mm-hmm. out there. What about you then, Phil? Are you going to try the helmet? I'll try it. I'll try it. I don't know anything about it now. Well, no, that's it. But we can always find a kidnap you and take you somewhere. Yeah, can you imagine? Can you imagine that? The Ouija brothers loved it, being our hostages. Yeah, they tried it, didn't they? Yeah. Did they they experience anything? Griff did. Griff was a mate, like... We were like, whoa, you know, when I when expect Griff to be as interested 
and intrigued by it as he was. Um, but that bloke actually fished me down on Facebook to, to have a conversation with me after because he was that impressed with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm going ding, 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 ding. <laughs> like, why don't we do this? Or we could do that. We could go there. You know, he was very, really excited about it. Stay on the other end. He wasn't sure if it was his imagination or not. He wasn't sure if it t- kind of well, tallied up or not. Well, that, but he, Lisa's being yeah, honest, yeah. you know. I mean, Lisa's saying, I don't feel as if I felt anything from that. I mean, that that is good an- answers towards your research. That is what you yeah. want. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and when the, I do you know, investigation, I've quite happily said that nothing, I've had nothing happen. Then, yeah. then you know, just to say, oh, yeah, something is here. You know, maybe... The spirit didn't want to communicate during that Steve period. Did, you know? Steve was really quite nervous. He was so yeah. nervous beforehand, and it was kind of daunting thing. And it's like it reminds me of like an electric chair or something like. You know, <laughs> I mean, you you, you kind of it is it, you you kind of would get a little bit nervous. He was more worried about the electric magnetic fields and what it was yeah. doing to his head, even though we had reassured him. Quite a few I mean, times. If you're saying it uses less than a mobile phone, I mean, there's not yeah. really much to be worrying about. But he's, I think it still worried him. And then the fact that he had a headache after and yeah. the day after. It's I think he still feel it in my brain. I'm not saying that he didn't still feel it in his brain, but I think he was a little bit um, anxious about, like Charles said, the EMF and, and, and you know, what it was doing to him. So I think that that could have hindered on his... He said he wouldn't do it again, though, didn't he? Yeah. He's like, no, I'm not going to do it again. Griff did Griff, Griff did Yeah. He was brilliant. Would, would you say that if somebody did have a psychic ability, would that enhance it more, would you say? They'll yes, say we haven't a, a, a clairvoyant or... Believe it or not, we haven't actually done it on a full-fledged self-proclaimed medium yet. Yeah. We've done it on it's more sceptical people. Yes. What, what, um, I'd, what I'd like to see is get a full-blown sceptic person and then get a medium in the same room, and, and I have two, and see what results. Or, do, or mm-hmm. Sit the skeptic in a room, let them leave, and then let the yeah. um, medium sit down and just see, you know, see if they have the same results or if mm. they both they did, didn't have any anything, find anything. It's just it's all very interesting. That's a good, yeah. It's a good thing to try, but no, it is on the list to do. Yeah, it's just, a, uh... it's just the logistics of getting people about into it, you know. So and if anybody is a fully fledged psychic medium and would like to try the God's helmet, get in touch. <laughs> Be interesting. Yeah, um, you can be our victim for the night. <laughs> yeah. Be sure to sign your um you know your waivers beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> we won't accept any responsibility. <laughs> um, no, but it's all like say it's all safe. I mean, you, it's not. It's not as though you're pumping. No, it's not. It's not even firing out. You're more more dangerous. You see, the thing is, is that Michael personally did believe that electrical devices in the home could enhance spiritual experiences yeah. as well. That's what I read, um, but that's not sending a pulse, but. People tend to think because it's a device on your head, it's not producing any more than your microwave is. Mm-hmm. You know, so why are you standing there waiting for I don't know whatever you're cooking in there for for twenty minutes while you're in the cook kitchen next to it? That's producing a hell of a lot more than what the um, God helmet is. Definitely, it's all good but stuff. It, he, he did think certain items within the house could trigger off experience as well. And I don't know if that, I don't know, don't quote me on it because I might be wrong. I don't know if that's why he started looking at this theory. Um, but I do know that a line of thought was there with that, mm-hmm. which is yeah. interesting. 
yeah. it's all good stuff. So, so yeah, so that's the God Helmet. It's the girls have said that they highly recommend that this is a good try form it. of try it. But they, you know, they recommend that this is a good tool for paranormal investigating and uh, be sure. I mean, I don't think they're open for everybody to get at it. I mean, they have to, you have to get the schematics for it to make it. But yeah, I had, I had it specifically made in, in the knowledge that he said he wasn't going to make any more because he didn't know how other people would, if they would be dangerous with it and he didn't want no liability back on him because it was a proper yeah. equipment seller. I bought it off and he has you know, degrees in electronics. So he, he, he was... Yeah, he, he you'd like to think, what you know, doing. safe for a human consumption, wouldn't you? Yeah, um, he, he, was, he was, you know, somebody I contacted, not just someone just willing to make it. He was, he's got a certificate in electronics and, and everything and he knows exactly what's what. So, you know, um, it's not someone we've just found. But, I mean, like I say, you, you, there is sites where they say you can buy them but I'll just be cautious buying one from them because they are over $600 and mm. you then might not get it depending if your face don't fit. And personally, if you're a lady, you'll probably not get one. Yeah. <laughs> so you're probably wondering what the hell you're on about, but... Mm. When he got females, he was quite happy to sell us one, but when he found out we were two females, he wasn't happy to sell us one. I wonder what that's a bit. I thought it would have been the other way around. No, but he was happy yeah. to sell the male mate one. <laughs> I had to join right. a community and find out more about it and be another year study on it. But somebody else who didn't know him, who just messaged him out the blue, he was happy to sell him one. So I'd just be cautious with the. Uh, well, it isn't Michael Piercing uh, that, that yeah. you're buying from, it, it's just someone. It's the Shaka, um, the Shaka one, isn't it? Shakti helmet. Yeah, that's the one that they they sell. I'd, I'd just be a bit cautious because you might not end up receiving it. Right. <laughs> so with, uh, that's been that's good. What we've we've discussed it. Good insight. You've 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 both told and what the thoughts. So people who's been watching this or has had no idea what the God element is have now a basic understanding of what the uh, practice is used for and um, it's all good stuff so I'd like to thank you both for coming on the show this evening and, thank you uh, for having and Charlene where can you find you guys where can you be found so we're on, we're on Facebook we've got a Facebook page just type in Paranormal Hauntings we have a group that's more of a community group for everyone which is about, is it 290 now, clocking on to 300,000 members. Like I say, it isn't paranormal haunting specific. It's if you've got encounters, you can post. It's a community group, if you like. Oh, I mean, they probably don't even realise that we're a team. They just think it's a group. Yeah. But, <laughs> but um, we've also got Haunted Explorers. That is basically an exploring group really so that's like your urban exploring um with a bit of uh, paranormal in there as yeah, well don't you have somebody on your team who does a little bit of urban exploring yeah so was, was si push. simon simon actually everyone just thinks he's an urban explorer but he isn't he actually he mm. actually did live for with a poltergeist for many years um mm. experienced many things um, and that he actually got into the paranormal in that way. It was only later on down the line that he got into urban exploring, but he's, he, he kind of dabbles with him with both now, doesn't he? And he likes to have a day out just exploring, and he likes to have a night out investigating. But yeah, he's uh, he's he does a bit of both, don't he? He does. So he, 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 he manages haunted explorers really, and there's no, there's no, uh, there's no, oh, what was I going? Mimes and funny posts. It's a bit more serious in there, really. That he keeps his posts to, yeah, to that. Just, uh, and then not we're on Instagram, and... and then we're on YouTube. But you probably not find us on YouTube because YouTube's not great, and it don't like to find us. Yeah, you're either on. I've got a following on YouTube or it's on Facebook. It's very rare that it's one or the other. Yeah, both, mm -hmm. should I say. 
and it's um so paranormal hauntings guys look on facebook regular live streams you're not out every night are you but you're out say one every one every other night something like that yeah, yeah. we've been doing yeah. it twice a week three times well, before enough. That, me personally well, that would be more than enough Two nights any any more it starts you know because we obviously you know work we, we've got yeah. children we've got families we've got other family members that we look after we've, we've got responsibilities at home you know so mm-hmm. if you do it too much you can start interfering with your personal life and you need a balance with it really don't you and so Definitely. we go out you know twice a week we enjoy what we do that twice and then we go back to work and family and whatever, and we, so we can create a bit of a balance, so we can enjoy Come the best back of both. The real world, as they say. Yeah, I yeah. think if you when you do this too much, you can become too obsessed, and it ends up becoming a chore rather than a passion. You end up just going out there because you feel like you need to go out there to do a live and you don't want to feel like that do you you want to do it because you're enjoying it rather than that's exactly how i i feel like i if i was going out every night i'd soon get bored and i'd soon um did the uh the excitement of doing it i'd soon Mm -hmm. it's two nights a week is more than enough i would have thought myself Personally. There is such thing as paranormal hangovers. So I can't imagine having a paranormal hangover every morning and then going out every night. It just yeah. Although I'd like to try going out every night. I love it. <laughs> yeah. But that's well, only because I, 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 I haven't got believe a that you do fall into a trap of getting obsessed with it. And yeah. Um, I think it can bring on negative energy if you if you be doing it too much. Yeah, if I can imagine if you're out doing it all the time and uh, you don't you never know what if you've picked an attachment up and you, they're feeding you to keep uh, it's it's hard to explain but in my own head I know. I mean I've done it I've I've done it where I've been out every night and it does not help the mental health at all because you fall into this this trap of of I've got to keep my Doing face it. on. Yeah, I've got yeah. to keep my face out there. And you don't. And uh, and you don't, you don't, you don't. You don't. Yeah. I, I soon realised that I don't need to be uh, doing this every single night. And um, it's, um, I just do the investigating now just for my love of doing it and that they just do it for me. I'm not doing it for anybody else. It's just You seem a lot better now. You do. You uh, you've completely ch- you completely changed, but in a good way. Like the whole well, the whole vibe. Uh, I, I like to say I've, I've had experiences, and I know I know that I've I've been to the most notoriously haunted places, and I've I know I know I don't know who what, but I know that something has had a hold of me, and. Uh, did it help when we yeah. cleansed you, Phil? Did yeah, you it's feel been a, lot, better, been a lot better. Yeah, a lot better. Um, but like, but like, I'm very. I'm. I'm not. I'm not interested in these uh, demonic hauntings and things like that. That that doesn't in- interest me at all anymore. You know, I just. I you just do not know what you're messing with, and and deal with, if you don't know what you're messing with, what you don't. Why would you only want to challenge that? We just seem you know. to stumble upon stuff, don't we? <laughs> yeah. We just seem to stumble upon, like, sigils on a wall. And, like, we went to a... The... But we don't dabble. We, we ain't there no. drawing things on the floor, trying to summon things to come forward. We, we ain't doing that intentionally. Oh, we might go to places and come across things and think, oh, okay, you no, know... You're not See, going with fully knowing what is there, say a demon is there, and you're going and you know, and you're doing reading passages from books and you know, cutting your hand doing blood sacrifice, you know, just to raise whatever. You're not doing that. No, just no. Going, you're going, you're investigating, and if something negative comes on the devices, then you didn't know that, and you handle that best you can. 
He's, he's just there. had a white thingy go behind yeah, him, isn't it? People keep saying I have the odd orb fly past me. Yeah, it's just gone, it's just gone across you at the back. It, it was a white, it was white, whatever it was. And yeah. it was Not seeing it all the way through it. I mean, if no. it was dust, you'd be seeing it all the time, wouldn't you? Constantly. Yeah. It wasn't. It was. It was too bright to be dust. It was almost il uh, illuminated. Mm. That's what it seemed like. It, but it was. It was right behind. It was. It was quite pretty, actually. Yeah, like I said. I mean, it might I, be your I, grandma. I don't feel as though. Say again. Didn't you feel? Didn't you feel your grandma around you a lot? If I'm right in thinking. Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah, well, well, when you came to do a cleansing, that's what we kind of came to the mm -hmm. conclusion of. And I, whatever is in here is not negative. I've just learned to live um, with it. With it, and she, if it's if it's somebody and they don't mean me, and I just it's, it's still that eerie odd thing here and there, but it's nothing. It's nothing to be getting um, you know worked up and getting. I feel threatened by it's all innocent, which is all good stuff. So it's probably it's probably just a person what's lived in here, and they're just doing the doing the daily routine what they did when they were alive, you know, just just in just doing their own thing, and they just leave them to it. But there's definitely um, there's definitely energy in here, and definitely something. But there's nothing negative. No. And um, so. Thank you very much then, girls. I'll let you enjoy the rest of your evening. All right. Thank you for having us. Yeah, no worries. And uh, I'll see you guys on the next episode of Phil Sinclair Investigates Podcast. Okay, then, guys. See you next time. See you later. Bye-bye.